Good morning. Last week we covered Netzach. So this week I'm going to go to Hoyd. I think I covered all the aspects of Netzach, if I recall correctly. Can someone bring me a Tanya, if you don't mind, a Tanya, please? get us a case of Simon Tazvov that uh, we reviewed last week. So there Netzach and Hoid are first explained as two twins, so to speak, Kloyesiasis, the advising kidneys, as it's translated. So both of them are in the context of Hashpah, the Eitzah, the, the Mashpia, the strategy, the the plan, the way he devises the right method to communicate. The Lushen, I'm just looking up the Lushen here, exact language. So after explaining Chesed Gvur Teferis, which is before the Hashpah, actual Hashpah, so clearly, Al-Tareb has explained that Netzach, Chayid Yisayid, and even Malchus, you can say, are already in the Hashpah itself, the day Maisa. That B'Shas HaHashpah, Mamesh Tzorech L'Yisayitz Eich L'Hashpiyah, B'Derech Sheyuchla Mekabal L'Kabal HaHashpah, K'Gain Sheretzel L'Hashpiyah, Dov Dvar Chochmeh, Alamda L'Bnei, Im Yem Rena Le'Kula, if the Mashpiyah, the Father, will say everything, the way it's in his mind, the son, the child, would not be able to understand and receive it. So that's why Tzadok says he needs to, um, he needs to strategize within himself how to be mashpia in the way that the makabal should be makabal. So essentially, in other words, if you only had chesed gurit teferis, which is also hashpah, it's midis, and midis in general is a relationship, whether it's chesed, like he said, Chesed is Mitzvah Blikvul, or Gvura Latsamtim Melashpia, or Teferis, which is a mix of the two, Midimumitsas, the balance of the two. If you only had that, you wouldn't have the specific uh, tailoring of the Hashpah toward the, the, the particular Keli or the Talmud or Benoy, as he says here. He has to organize it and, and, and put it into another context and word by word, step by step. So it's befeish, that's Netzach and Yates. So I'm not going to go over the whole thing, just to context the. We were last week, and then he goes on to explain in more detail how it goes through the channel, the filter of Klesiyev, and also the base. Like he says here, base, right? And um, how it comes from a more subtle place to a more, uh, to a more defined and concrete place by the Mikal. The pretty much of Arichis here. So all this really comes to explain that. Now he doesn't distinguish here. 
what is Netzach and what is Hoid. They're both like uh, two parts in this process. Um, I do want to talk a bit about that more, because even though Antanya doesn't say it, you have to say that Netzach and Hoid have two different roles. Even though both of them are necessary in the, in the Hashbar, the Eitzah, but here he calls them both it says that Netzach is also something also unique to it. Now, what is it? That he says that if there's any type of any obstacle, I'm just reading from here. And at so he's translating to be some type of force that is here within. But what's within? Within the Av itself, he could have a A father could have a Midah that where he determines that his child, the son, is not yet ready to receive the Hashpah. Overcome that temptation, but that's that. From there, it skips to you saved. So we discussed last week. It says um, I look up to if anybody comments on the Rebbe does comment on it a bit in the Shirin B'Sefer where Rabbi Wan reported on, on the radio. So the Rebbe would edit all the the classes that he gave the Shirin. So there they took a the Rebbe goes into whether the Chaser means that it's missing the Chayid as Mechutz or you could say that the Alter Rebbe was relying that we could figure out Mechutz on our own because a Mechutz is easier to understand Mechutz means anything that tries to stop separate the father from his child Mechutz from the Mechutz Mechutz needs more explanation so in other words we're not sure what this Chaser was missing and the conclusion is probably that it's not in the pshat, that's not pshat. And that rather, chos is both missing the bechutz, meaning the explanation of netzah, and the word bechutz, is exactly bechutz imply. And also the beer. Even though you could have a mean explain that, that the Alter Rebbe, when he's saying netzah here, he also means play even though it's not pshat, mamish pshat, and that hoid would be nichlal in netzah. Regardless, it's hard to make any determination because it's self-assert. So being that we move from Netzach to Hayd, on one hand, there are, two, there are two partners. So we discussed that part, but what is the difference between them? Is the bigger question. So there is a Maimorim, the Maimorim of Vesfat uh, Lachem from Lebanab, I think it's Tafresh, Nun Aleph, or Nun Daled, then there's a Maimur Masef Maimurim Yiddish, and I believe also a Maimur from the Reb in Tavshinir Aleph um, that many of you may have learned, where he goes through Sfiris Aimer, the first the seven midas within Chesed, So they could arrive, because there he spells out what Hoyd is, in contrast to Netzach. So the interesting thing there is that he uses Hoyd there also like in a form of Muhammad. So Netzach is the Mitzanetzachin, which is that determination to stand up against any obstacle. 
which is critical because again let's look at it if there was no Netzach what would happen you have all the Midas which is all great Chesed, Gvura, Teferes Hayd, Yisrael, Malchus but what happens if there's an obstacle if something is stopping Ashpah so Netzach comes to play the role to stand up the determination the tenacity the, the, the ambition the, that sense of to overcome any challenge in the Maimah there he also Hoyd, he says is the actual battle that you're actually ready to go to battle against any Maniyah so you see there too can you bring me a safe from my modern Yiddish I just want to see the Lushen the exact Lushen be right there the Fidi Karebbe's I should have prepared all this for you thank you the Rebbe Shalom and Morim are not here right Okay, so uh, yeah, the Maimed here, I think the Maimed here is begins Lechem, yeah? So, it's in Yiddish, but it's, it's more or less the Teichem from the other Maimodim as well. Here we go. So he says like this. Very similar to what he says against Akedish. So, in other words, uh, the proper Chesed, Netzach is within Chesed here, being landing that it's implementing in all circumstances, all umstand, and not stopping for anything. So, nothing can block or anything can impede the Hashpa. What's Hoytsheb Chesed? The Starkeit from the Aves Chaveri as a so the starkite, the strength, the power, due to his love for his friend, that he's ready to sacrifice his life to save his friend, to save his beloved. So when you see this, it sounds very similar to Netzach, but he clearly distinguishes between the two. I wanted to just see the Loshan and the Rebbe Rashab to see this an additional ACS. So what, the, what you see from this is again that Nesk and Hayd have this commonality. They're both one in the words here is to uh, is to is to overcome any impediment and the other is ready to sacrifice himself for any for to save his his uh, beloved one. Which means in context of Ashpah it's also a type of uh, force so, based on this, is it connected to the Netzach and Heid of the Yeitzes? Heid or not, because this has nothing to do with overcoming a, a challenge. Yeitz is, is on the contrary. It's about planning and basically making or to a student in a way the student can receive it. So, there's no reason to force to be uh, it's all the same thing. And also, the Loshan again, she says clearly, so it's clearly like an additional element. But maybe from this you could take away, maybe this is what the Alter Rebbe would have maybe that was what Chassid would have said, because Rabbim obviously were Mechabal one Rebbe from the next. And even if not, every Rebbe is like one thing. So at least we have the description of Hoyd in the context of Netzach and Hoyd. But the question really is, what does Hoyd have to do? Netzach means Netzach. As the, the last piece I spoke about last week from Basilagani and from other Mamorim, Midas Anatsachan, that reaches all the way into the Etzem, that the, the king is Mavazbus Kola Eitzus, he, he, the Etzem, that the, the king is Mavazbus Kola Eitzus, he, 
he will splurge all his treasures, even the most hidden treasures, just to win the battle. Not to conquer anything. Not to conquer land, not to, um, not to conquer property, nothing like that. That's meaning that the Menaget causes the Melech, which is the deepest part of the sum of the Melech. He's ready to sacrifice himself, he's ready to give God all the Eitzes, which is basically Midas Hanetzach. In Ruchli, explains, and the Rebbe explains it explains these prokim, which is actually corresponding to these years, that Midas Hanetzach is the Eitzel Lamaila, which is the Maila Maila Adin Ketz. That the Eber says, the deepest levels, Helam Achen Helam, to the Helam Atzmi in Ein Sof, in order to make a Dira B'Tachtenim, with his Tachtenim, which excuse me, the words is only Klippus B'Sitra Achrim, Menagdim, and they cry at Aniva Afsi Eid, Mamesh HaMenagid Tualakus, an enemy, an opponent, and that cause, that brings out Keach HaAtzmus, which is Nesav HaKosh Baruch Hu Lihisle, is Baruch Dira B'Tachtenim, for us to overcome these challenges. So that Netzach, that's the word Netzach. It's actually Poshet, the Poshet Taich in the word Netzach. Even Yeyetzes is not witty, they don't see it in the word Netzach. Yeyetzes means that they would correspond to the Kleis Yeyetzes, Netzach and Heid. But where do you see in Heid an Inyan of Muhammad, or in the words it says, Eshtal which means that you're ready to sacrifice. So let's discuss this. Heid is in the, in the, in more elaborately. So in Chesidus, another my modern being, it has three interpretations. Hoid from the word Hoid v'hadar, which would mean beauty or glory. Hoid um, from the word Hoidah, like Moidani, Moidim, Hoidu, acknowledging or gratitude, Hoidah. And the third is that the letter is Dova, from Eicha, which means destruction. That uh, when Yerushalayim was destroyed, the Pesach uses the word Dalav which is the Aseus Hoid. So these are the three interpretations brought in Exodus and Hoid. Let's begin with the last one for a moment, because the last one, obviously, what does that have to do with Amida? The Amida of uh, Amidus here. So let me just, just speak about that for a moment, and I'll go back to the two main ones. I mean, I could say main, they're all three important, but... Uh, and they're connected, actually. So, the, the, so why, why is it so? It says, that I'm by example, when he talks about um, that correspond to the Shit al the Hava'al, and the Elif So every day in creation corresponds to one of the Alofim, to Elif. So Chesed would be Elif Arishin, and the uh, Gvura would be Elif and the marble happened, and Matan Tater, Elif Ashlishi is Teferis, and the Netzche Elif Aravi, and Elif Adalat, and Hoid is the, is the, is the fifth element, which is when the Churm Beis Amigdash happened in the Golis. Elif Ashishi is obviously where we are now, close to the end of it, so therefore the Golis, the Churban, the Merum is in the word Hoid. So in other words, Hoid represents a very negative force. And um, I'll explain a little later how that corresponds. And like, so what, what's, uh, what does it have to do with the middle of Hoid? You know, Hoid is only a positive thing. We'll talk about that. But that's what he explains in, in a practical thing, why Hoid corresponds to uh, the Hoid corresponds to the Elif HaChamishi. 
But the, the most popular or the most common used uh, concept of it is either Hayd Vahadar and, uh, and Hayd Vahadar more so. So let's talk about that. And of course, how do, what does that have to do with um, the way Titans Hayd here, the Shtarkite from the Ava, where a person sacrifices himself to save another? To throw into the pot, we'll talk about one more thing. In Tovshin Tess, in the Pesachamon, so the Sridi Kadeba talks also about Svidus, and he explains that in, throughout the generations, the Aveda, Nitz Elif, was corresponded to that Mida. And the Aveda, in the last, in the, in the end of Golis, is Netzachanhaid. Explained because in the previous generations, Previous generations, there was a lot of giluyim and miracles, like in time of Beis Hamikdash. So they were able to work with Chesed, Gvura, Ava, Viyira. But today, because of the the lack of uh, the that's called the intensity of Anishama's power, so our main Aveda he says is Netzach and Hayd, and there he teaches that Netzach and Hayd, Netzach, the Netzach, and even if you don't feel uh, love, ayava, or yira Hashem, but you ha- can have the determination, like a, a, like a foot soldier, similar to Bhagavad You just do the work. Many ways, it's essentially like what you look what Shluchim do. That you go out there, it doesn't matter whether you have great keiches, uh, nailim or not. You have the Rebbe's keiches, and your job is to get the job done. The, numbers, the plain soldiers, the foot soldiers, are the ones that don't have to have the strategy. They don't have to have all the feelings. We got to get the job done. And if there's a mania, you, you just you, you forge ahead, and you don't take no for an answer. And there's no Helen Behesta, which of course amazed the whole world and even about itself. People, regular people like ourselves, were able to go out to cities anywhere around the world and places where they weren't even wanted. They didn't have money. They didn't have resources, and just with pure. That's more or less what the Friedrich Rebbe says. It doesn't give the example of Shulchan. I'm just giving that example. So it's that, but the pshit is of a ish pashut that's given orders and just listens. Let's Hashem. Hoidi says, is the Kabbalah sale, Hidah. That even if you don't have all the Giluyim, again, but you just have acknowledgement. Again, pshit is. It's like the pshit is. The difference is Netzach is more the drive to do it. And Hoid is just the pshittas of the Amunah pshuta and the Hidah pshuta that the person acknowledges and accepts, basically follows orders. He says, with those two things, that's what we need to be mevadah at the end of Golas, because the, the, the Midas al is higher than that, we're already mevadah each generation. And he goes through the generations. For example, Mitzrayim is Keser of Klipper. Keser of Gol. All the Goliaths are Nikroi Hashem Mitzrayim. And he goes through the other uh, Golis Bovel and Golis Yovon and Golis Modin that, that, that Izal says each of them correspond to another one of the Midas. But the last Birur is Netzach and Heid. And interestingly, just as an aside, he compared Netzach and Heid is also the Birur of Golis Eden and Golis Yishmol. That's what he says. That these are the two last uh, so called Golias that we have. Edim, of course, is the Churban by Sheni was through Rome. Remi Zu. Zuremi, as Rashi says at the end of of um, it was one of the Alufei Edem of Esav 
B'nai Esau, and Yob, and Yishmol, of course, is the, the Golis of the Ottoman Empire, which controlled much of the Jewish world up till the 20th century. So basically, it's the two Golis, essentially Golis Sfard and Golis Ashkenaz, another word named for it. So he said, that's the bitter of these last two, Netzach and Heid. Just again, as an aside, interesting, I remember once uh, looking into it, doing a little research, the, 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 I looked in Tavshin Tessas, of course, the year right after um, Israel became a state. Not that the Friedrich Rebbe was referring to that necessarily, but I noticed that the Maimorim of the Rebbe Rashab, and even the Rebbe Marash, I believe, the Rebbe Rashab, and the Friedrich Rebbe, and the Rebbe, whenever some big thing happened in the Middle East, this, this topic was brought up in their Maimorim. So I'm not saying it's a definite, but it's not an accident either. In other words, when, uh, for example, when the Ottoman Empire fell, which was right before World War I, I believe there's a mimer from the Rebbe Rashab, that Kufa, where he talks about the bitter of Nishmol and Esau. And it's not a, it's not a Pella, because we know that Rabbi Mohammed to these things, sometimes more Bugali, like Rosh Hashanah with Alter Rebbe, Blue Schaefer, in order that Alexander, Tsar Alexander, should win over Napoleon from France. And uh, this word from the Tzemach Tzedek, as the as the Rebbe Mach Pariatkes in Petterburg. In other words, in Rosh Hashanah when you say Alamadin is by Yomer, the Rabbeim and Ulg Delim knew that that was a time you could, you could shift, uh, have an impact, let's say, on the Mazolas Lamaila, which affect the Sarim Lamata um, of these different nations. In Teir Shalom, there's a whole sikh about it as well. How every nation has this Sad, and, uh, and there's ways to, to have effect. Not that we control it, because if we completely controlled it, we wouldn't have all the tzaras we had, but, but there is something going on. So, so it's not a pillar that the Rabbein would say my modem around a certain tkufa when things were happening, maybe to make a birr, lamailo, lamata. But that's another discussion. I'm just saying it since we're mentioning Netzach and Heid, it has that, uh, that correspondence in Tav Shintes. And I think the Rebbe has a maimer memalaf, Tav Shintes on it. I think in Lamed Ches as well, Lamed Zayin maybe. I wrote an article about it, so I have all the sources written out. If you're interested, I could give you a link. But getting back to the point here, so we have now in Hoyed all kinds of different interesting things, the three interpretations. We have the meaning here in Sefer, in, in the Svidas here, Hoyed as in uh, to, to, to sacrifice yourself to save your loved one. And, uh, and also now, Hoyed as in the Hid, okay, so the Hidah part, is what the Friedrich Rebbe explains. So let's talk about that, Hidah. Because I think that's probably the most common use, in Aveda at least, of Midas HaHid, which is Hidah. <coughs> so as I mentioned, Moidani, Moidim, Hidu, Yehuda, from the word Hidah. So what does this say about Hidah? This also touches upon the Mamorim around Lag Be'emet. Because Lag Be'emet is Hid Shabahid. So it also has a connection here. So Chassidus explains in Hoyt Shabahid, in Siddur from uh, the Mitla Rebbe, Siddur Imdach, that why is it Hoyt Shabahid? Because Rashbi was in Anosimone Ba'alma. He was a personification of Bittl. And Hoyt, Hoydah, is total Bittl. Like Yehuda. Pam Eidus Hashem. Hoydah. Hoydah means that you are acknowledging something greater than you are which is uh, Yesod and everything. That's why we start the day with Meida'ani, Meida'anil Fanecha, because it means that I'm Meida and acknowledging 
that there's an ashaman shechzata bin nishmosi so the concept of Eidah is basically Bittl in the Sfiris. What it means in the Midas HaOdom, it's the ability to acknowledge, show gratitude, obviously, is a Poshet manifestation of it. But it's also a flexibility and acknowledging you're talking to someone, you don't always have to win. So in a sense, it's a counterforce to Netzach. You know, you see people are very determined so it's a big mile, like we're talking here, it stands up against every menagot, every enemy, but it also has a downside. People are very driven and ambitious and determined, also step, can step on others in the name of their drive. And you see this very common. A lot of people are leadership qualities and they're very strong personalities, which can work very well for them. They have chutzpah, they are able to, they don't take no for an answer. But sometimes that could also work against you. Because if you use it in the wrong place, then you have no flexibility. So hoid is essentially just like gvura, which is the smile, is a counterforce to chesed. Chesed is just ashpah bligvul, and gvura is tzimtzum or discretion, measuring, uh, restraint, etc. So in the midst of chesed and gvura, gvura is to chesed, essentially what hoid is to netzach. It's a form of a, a breaks to the gas, if you wish. So there's a pure determination of netzach, which, as we said, in many situations, especially when you're at war, it's a, it's a great quality, but you have to also have to have hate. Because if not, that drive can also cause plenty of damage. In Midas Adam, we see it all the time. This is a common thing. I remember once giving a uh, workshop in a corporation. Completely nothing to do with Judaism or any described. And I was bringing this concept that, uh, you know, training them about how leadership qualities and so on, that leadership also could require sensitivity. To just be a leader, yes, on one hand, you have to show strength, and you have to show drive, and we don't take, we don't, we don't stop with some, some difficulty, we find a way to get around it. You know, we don't, but on the other hand, you wanna make sure to check it by not letting it also hurt other people, this, this drive. You have to know when to be more sensitive and maybe when to stop and when not to push. Not everything is pushing. So you really need a, big, a mix of two. Obviously, a heid without Netzach is also need, needs Netzach as well. People are just have heidah, and they're always acknowledging, even if it's coming from strength, sometimes they need to stand up for themselves. Heid has the downside. You can become a skupa nidresis, like a, 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 door, a doormat, where people walk all over you. People can misunderstand people. You know, if you're in a situation where you're very bottle, and you're just like not ready to argue, you don't want confrontation, it could also be misunderstood. You could be taken advantage of. So every person needs both Heid and Netzach. So you see the importance of it. Now, it's not, this is not Chesed and Gvur. Chesed and Gvur is a different, it has similarity, but it's a very different, because uh, Chesed is not necessarily Netzach. Chesed is not about pushing and determination and drive no matter what. It's not ambition. Chesed is more of Ashpah, and you have to know when to limit the Ashpah and so on. So in this context, Netzach and Heid, interestingly, takes on a whole different meaning. Now Netzach and Heid are, even though they both need each other, but it's not like Kloyosyeitzis. They Here, each one has a very different uh, tenua. Netzach is Yamin, like Chesed, in the sense that it's a forward movement. And Heid is more actually the smile, which means it's withholding. It's, it's being flexible. It's being, yielding is another good word in English. You yield. Now, I have to explain to you that in marriage and any relationship, frankly, these two are necessary. Sometimes you need netzach, like he says, 
Netzach to be a drive. In order to get things done, you can't just sit around. But Hoyd is critically important because a person who's very strong opinion and strong-willed can also hurt the person that they're their spouse. And it goes both ways. I don't just mean men to women. It could be women to men as well. So Netzach and Hayd are two components, especially you talk about Midas Adam, and also between friends and so on. You know, I'm sure you all, everyone's had this experience. We have some friends that are very driven and very strong. And yes, sometimes they're very arrogant as well. And so it works well when it's balanced. And it works very bad when it's not. So where do you, how do you really control this? So obviously, it's the most important thing of all is to remember this is not our midas. This is midas that come from Omaila. In Atzilis, obviously, Netzach and Heda are perfectly balanced. Even though from there could be nishtalshul and can evolve the negative so-called uh, applications of Netzach and Heda. Why? Because when Netzach and Heid both know that they're coming from the Eberstedt, then it's not about you. A person who's a determined leader should understand that even that is a, uh, a midah from the Eberstedt. That's a bracha from the Eberstedt. What do we say about Moshe Rabbeinu? Who, by the way, is sometimes compared to Netzach. And, um, uh, and uh, I think Aaron compared to Heid. What do you say about Moshe? Moshe Yonov. We call Adam Adama. On the other hand, Moshe didn't know his Milas. Moshe was chosen by the Abish himself. He was the greatest uh, Navi, not just in his time, in all times. And all the Milas that Moshe Rabbeinu has. So Chassidus explains what's the difference between an Onov and a Shofel. That a Shofel is someone who has low self-esteem. He doesn't think he has any value. He doesn't know his Milas. He says, I'm nobody. A person literally low self-confidence. Onov... He knows all his milas. He's not delusional. And he doesn't have low self-esteem at all. He's a very confident person. But he says to himself, that all the milas I have were given to me by the Abish. And if he gave it to someone else, they may have done better than I. So it's not that you don't know you have milas. You, know, you see, Moshe Rabbeinu stood up. When he had to stand up, he stood very strong. But look also in this week's Pasha, for example, Kedach. What happened? Vayipal Aponov. But he didn't know Kedach was uh, who Kedach was. Because Moshe had a tremendous bittle. And even if Kedach was wrong, Moshe Rabbeinu took it in a way that there's a challenge to him. He has to make sure. He has to look inside himself. Because the bittle means, not that he didn't know his milas, meant that he did not allow his milas to get in the way. Because the milas come from neighbors. And that's what checks Midas uh, Hanatzach. So true Hidah means that I'm made that Abish is the is the, gives me all my cases. But Mela, even my Midasan at Sachin is not coming because I'm a strong willed person or I have a lot of ambition or drive or even if I'm fighting Lashem Shamaya. I mean the Kamani Machlekas are there Lashem Shamaya. Or the Kotzka says the Kotzka Rebbe says that Kalmachlekas Lashem Shamayim safe for this Kayim. So but that he says, yeah, because it can never end, because Lashem Shamayim. When it's not Lashem Shemayim, as soon as you don't have any more interest, the Machlekah stop, stops. But when you're fighting in the name of God, you say, it's not me, it's the Abish. Um, I think it was Rav, uh, who was the Rav, the previous Rav, before Ashkenazi in Krach Abad, Rav Gerelik. So he said that his biggest, uh, his, the only Din Tariq never resolve was between every year between uh, Rabbi Yisrael Leibov of Tzach and Rabbi Perman of the Matzah Bakery in Krach Abad. Why? Because after Pesach, Rabbi Leibov would always order thousands of pounds of matzah to give out to all the soldiers and to other people throughout Israel for Pesach. 
and he bought it by, uh, by Perman's matzah bakery. Um, so after Pesach, it was a pretty big bill. So he refused to pay. So it was a dintera. Every year, the same dintera. What was the dintera? Why was Leibov not paying? Rabbi Leibov said, it's not my matzahs, it's the Rebbe's matzahs. I, I, I didn't take them, I didn't eat the matzah. I gave it out to all the, to all the soldiers and others who needed it. And, and Rabbi Perman's answer was, what do you think, it's my matzah? I didn't bake the matzahs, it's the Rebbe's matzah bakery. So basically, it was machlekas between the Rebbe and the Rebbe. So such machlekas you can never resolve, because it's L'Shem Shemayim. Okay, so, so we all understand that L'Shem Shemayim here has a little tinge or tenua of self, but this is the worst type of machlekas. Once you dress it up in uh, Kedusha, then you say, it's not me. I mean, I, know, I don't want to say any names. I know many machlekas are not resolved, because I'm ready to be mavatar, but the Rebbe would never be mavatar. Or the Ebershter wouldn't be mavatar, whatever, whoever would they invoke. And if you say, do you have any interest? Do you gain anything from not being mavatar? Yeah, I happen to gain, but that's not why I'm doing it. Okay. So you understand, we're going into areas where Nigiyas, you know, so you can't paskanen yourself, you're doing it for the name of the Ebershter. You know, so the Rebbe refers to it many times. Basically, this is lacking hoid. In Poshet the Balbata Sheesis, it means there's no hoidah. Because hoid means there's an Ebershter of the Welt. And even when you're fighting Nitzachim, and you're fighting because the Ebershter said so, not because you decided that you're right. Or you decided the Ebershter is going to agree with whatever you say. It's the other way around. So hoid is the ultimate check for, for Midas HaNetzach. The truth is, hoidah... Is critical everywhere, in every midah, but especially in Nitzachan, because Nitzachan has the capacity for a real yunikas achitzenim, where there's just this, uh, dri- this driving and blind driving ambition that steps over everyone. And you see this very common. And a lot of people who have that as a mila, as I repeat again, it could be a great mila in certain situations where you need that takeoff, but you, but it has to be checked. So going back to Rashbi, Rashbi is the embodiment of this hate. As he explains in Amorim, it was a Simone Baalma, it was a Katiris Katana, the different language that brings about Rajbi. Even to the point where you could even say in Rajbi, which of course, this is from Yashami. This is with the Rabbi Seikhins in the famous Seikhin Yushvat where it says about the Rebbe Atzmus and Aguf. So the Rebbe writes in the, in the order there, that in case Bali Nigla are wondering, how could you say such a thing? So there's a fetish of few cases there. And one of them is, Manpne Odin Hashem Dorajbi. How could you say Manpne Odin Hashem Dorajbi? Hashbi is a human being, a boss of a dumb, as, as great as he was. The only one Eberster. But however, as we know, the beard is not because... God forbid he is, like, because of his bitl. There's no is there. A true tzaddik is completely bottle. So he's like a transparent channel. In that sense, like a merkava. That's the teichen ha'anyanim. So that's what hoid is, the epitome of hoid. Okay, now, what's the kesha now to the next pirish? Hoid from Lashon, hoid v'hadar. So hoid v'hadar, first of all, there's a difference between hoid and hadar. So this explains the difference between two levels of Makif, of uh, Arich and Atik and Keset. I don't know if that's on the gate, but the point is, Hoid in that t- translation can mean uh, beauty, beauty. I think uh, there's a letter from the Rebbe, a very interesting letter. Hoid is tight Shenkait. So Shenkait is beauty. And the Rebbe answers a question, someone asked him, I think it's printed, 
I don't know in the English where it is, but in the Chelikut Beis, in the Hesophis at Lag Baimer. So there's a letter there. Someone asked the Rebbe, what's the difference between Hoyd and Teferis? Teferis is also Noi. Teferis Vinoi. The Alter Rebbe actually says that here. That Teferis is my big day Teferis. Beauty. So Teferis is beauty. And Hoydish is beauty. So the Rebbe gives an interesting uh, marshal. I never saw it. I don't think there's a... I think the Rebbe is Kiddush. I don't think it's anywhere in the Maimonim. Maybe, maybe it is, but I, the Rebbe doesn't say anything. He says the difference is Teferah. The Rebbe gives a marshal. If you see a beautiful painting or a beautiful scene, uh, so that's Teferah. You saw it. But if you saw it and you tell it to someone and, and you tell it over properly, so they also get a sense of the beauty, but they didn't see it with their own eyes. So it's almost like a reflection. It's like clay shaming. That's hoid. That's where the Rebbe Teich is there. Which is very interesting and also really explains a lot of things. Um, it also explains why hoid, the connection to hoid heidah, because if hoid is beauty, what's the connection to heidah? Because it's not beauty direct, like in Teferis, it's the first three midas, like we learned, the three, three, first three midas are real intensely begiluyim, chesed, gvurah Teferis. Like in the Hashpa, like in the Geras HaKedish, he touches that, that's the etzim Hashpa. I mean, I say etzim, I don't mean the actual transmission. That in order to transmit, you need chesed, which is the Hashpa bli gvul, the gvurah, the tzimtzum, and Teferis, the, the mix of the two. Netzachet, you say, is already implementing it. Whenever you implement something, it doesn't have the same intensity. In other words, let's say you're preparing to write a pilpul or deliver a pilpul. So when you're learning it and researching it, all your keiches are in it. When you present it, you have to, it, you have to go down a tzimtzum to a lower level of presentation. You can't present everything that you researched. So essentially, Netzachet, and for that matter, you say the malchus are really are uh, the 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 chesenius hamidus is what chesedus calls that, whereas chesed gurit tefilas is primius hamidus. So the Rebbe's marshal works beautifully. When you see the thing itself, there's a certain thing you see. That there's an intensity in seeing a beautiful thing that you can't really can, even if you convey it well, even if you're a good communicator, it's never like seeing it yourself. Like I said, but however, Hoid is like taking Teferis and bringing it down into a level where you can, where, you, where another person wasn't there, hears about it. So to say they don't appreciate it, all the beauty you can't say, but it's coming much more in a Hoidadik way. It's coming without the Giluyim of, uh, that, that exists in Chesed, Gvur, and Teferis. It's coming more through Hoidah. Because someone said it to you, you trust them, and they share with you that type of beauty. So in that sense, when you say hoid, when you say hoid Hashem, hoid v'hadar, you're referring to the connection to the Ebrister that's coming primarily through hoidah, but it doesn't mean that it's complete, uh, it's complete bittel, that's like, you know, for example, a child that has just bittel, psittis ha or whatever the expression is, so they, they don't have any giluim at all. You tell a child to do something, you do it. But here, hoid also has an element of gilu too, the gilu of hoid, that you're recognizing and appreciating the, 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 the glory or the beauty, the shenkite of Elikus. However, it's through the lens of Haidah, not through the lens of direct, uh, direct experience. Somewhat like the difference between, say, the Nuvu of Moshe Rabbeinu's Aspaklaria Meira and the Nuvu of the other Nevim's Aspaklaria Sheinu Meira, which really means 
whether, it, whether you see it directly or you see it like in a reflection. So even though a reflection is also a reflection of the real thing, but it's already a step away, like a kleshani, like I mentioned. So that would, that would explain the hoid, and the, the hoid from the hoidah and the hoid of beauty. Because obviously the beauty we're talking about here is is Tefate uh, is Baruch, it's the beauty of the Ebrishta, the Stakla Bikara the Malka, to see the beauty of Elokus, which is which is essentially can be seen through Teferas or can be seen through Haid. So that is uh, somewhat of a summary of the first two interpretations. I want to talk a little more about Haidah. And then I'll go back to the third interpretation, the Dova the connected to Khurm. Um the Rebbe and many, I mean, the Rebbe and the Ma'amari Chassidus talk a lot about the difference between Yasef and Yehuda. So Yehuda, again, in Lashon Heidah, the Yasef is Lashon Heisofa, and Heidah, which is two opposites, because Heisofa means to add, Heidah means to acknowledge, it's like uh, diminished. So, um, so the difference, Chassidus explains, the difference between Talmud and Maisa. The Yasef represents the Talmud, and, uh, and Yehuda, Maisa. And so, if so, so what was the whole parsha with Yosef and his brothers? How could his brothers do such a thing? And they almost killed him, and then they sold him into slavery. So it's like a very bizarre story altogether. You're talking about mitos shlema, that the the nishvatim are shifti yudke, you know, a high level. We're not talking about Esav and Yishmal. So how could they do such a thing? So one of the classic explanations is from the Shalah that they saw Yosef as a merit b'malchus, was chayv misa. Why? Because they all knew every shevet had their tafkid, and Yehuda would be the Yehuda Malachim, came from shevet Yehuda, based David. And suddenly Yosef is sharing with them a dream, two, two dreams, that, that, that uh, signify that everyone will bow to him. Essentially, without saying as much, the, basically, Shalos says, so they saw Yosef as a maniyah to Mashiach. Maybe they were like Mishachistan, maybe like that. And Yosef suddenly appointed himself. Fine. They didn't recognize maybe their mistake was, as we'll discuss in a moment, what it was in a minute, but, that, that, but they didn't necessarily, they saw Yosef as uh, wanting leadership. And this wasn't a small matter. It was going against basically what Abishta wants. Yehuda is a melachim, and suddenly Yosef is going to be the melach. So, Taka, what was, what was the, their mistake? What was wrong? It's a good argument. The answer is that um, the Eberster wants first Mashiach ben Yesef before Mashiach ben David, as we see in the Seder. Why? Because to use the Russian of Talmud and Maisa, let's go back to that. So we know there's the Shiloh, Talmud Godel or Maisa Godel. So the answer is Talmud Godel, Shemeva de Maisa. Because that's Bechlam Masaimon, it has both. But then it says in Medrash Shmuel and other places, this brings from Kabbalah mostly, that will be the psak will change to Maisegod. What does that mean? <coughs> What's the reason? Why will that change Lossedlovi? So one of the explanations given, the Rebbe has a very powerful explanation. It's in Chelech Havhei in the Sikh of Ayigash. He says, because why do you need Talmud? You need Talmud in order to teach you what to do. You wouldn't know on your own whether how to, how to wake up in the morning. Basic Shulchan Aruch, basic Halachas. So you need a Teda, a Shulchan Aruch, to tell you what to do. 
The world itself will tell us what to do. Just like today, a body doesn't need to look in a book to know you're hungry or tired because the natural body feels it. The body itself will feel what Elokus wants. So therefore, you don't need to look in Tater for it. It's based on, based on a Geras Ekeda Simach basically. So why would we have Tater then? For the Yachid Yechudim Elyenim, as the Alter Rebbe says. So Bizman Hazeh, so Losed Lovei, Taka Mashiach, becomes, it'll be based of it. That's why the Haftarim by Yigash, you see the whole story there, Venasi Abdi Le'elam, the two eights, the eights Yasef and the eights Yehuda, and ultimately the eights Yehuda will dominate. But Bizman HaGolas, before you get to the Maila of Haidah, of Yehuda, of Maisa, you have to first have the Maila of Talmud. Because Talmud gives you direction. If you only had a door, the bitl of Yehuda, without the direction of Teirah, Talmud, and Yesaf, Esafah, you would not be able to be Megal. It's like what Chassidus says, that Eishas Chayla Teres Baila, Malchus, which in this case is similar to Eidah. The Malchus only comes after Shlesla Megal It has to first have the Gilim of Zah in higher levels to give it direction. Then you can be Megal, the Malkayach Atzmus in Malchus. So in other words, that was the mistake of the Shvat. They didn't realize that there are stages to this. That first you need to have the Giluim of Talmud, of uh, Yasef, and that ultimately will lead to Mimigal, the Milo of Yehuda, which explains also the whole Pasha by Yigashal of Yehuda. You see the whole confrontation is really between Yehuda and Yasef, even though the other Shvatim were involved, but that was the real, uh, the real mm-hmm. confrontation. So basically, Hedah in this context is a critical component because it's ultimately the ultimate bittel. But before you have total bittel and be megal the milo of bittel, just like the milo of the levona, which is less than megamal klum, also bittel, you first need to have the shemesh to be megala. First, a person has to be filled with giluim, essentially the milos of netzach and other spheres, other midas, before you get to haidah. So haidah is a great level. Haidvahadar or haidah shebehaid rashbi. But, to, but the bitl, the ultimate bitl requires first the direction of, as I said, So that essentially is uh, somewhat a take on what Haid is. Still want to talk about a few other components of it, like what it is, the Maila, and, uh, and its necessity. But I think I covered most of the ground. So I think next week I'll, I'll, I'll just fill in some more details on it. Okay. Everyone have a good day.